This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Hello, welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, we are on episode 22 of the season. I'm Ben Platt. Thank you for all take, taking the time out of your day. To give us a listen, I just want to say the last episode we did was record-breaking episode uh, with Luke Amos and Sean Gallagher. Um, so we had some great feedback. So continue to listen, keep giving us some feedback on what you like and what you don't like, and um, we'll keep on rolling as next season as well. We've got some big plans, um, but let's get stuck in. As ever, being a QPR fan, it's it is always eventful um it feels like this last two weeks is full of news and we seem to be something breaking every day and um, so we'll get stuck into all of that but quickly um who we got on the pod today we've got duncan you back on mate you all right back on yeah good mate you're right yeah good, good day yeah work's working it yeah brad <laughs> how are you doing mate you feeling better yeah i'm all good boys good to see your faces again and back on the pod Lovely, lovely. Louis, welcome welcome back, mate. Yeah, thank you, boys, for getting me on for the second time. Appreciate it. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Talking about, like you say, all the news that's broke recently, so there's a lot to go through, isn't there? Yes, lots <laughs> to go through. Lots to go through. We've got Peter Blakesley on, the star of The Hunted, super detective, lifelong QPR fan. I'm not sure if you'll get a better intro than that, but how are we? <laughs> well, apart from the fact that I've left Hunted, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if yeah, you but... wanted to make it a bit more contemporary, like by saying... The man who's cu- currently hunting Kevin Parle, a man wanted for two murders, but oh, all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Fellas, it's a joy to be here. You know, talk about Rangers. Long day, cold beer in hand, great company. Let's talk about the mighty R's. Let's go. Well, I can't, I had a, a whole agenda set up, but I can't not start with literally breaking as we as we're recording about Charlie Austin leaving. I think we all knew it was coming. Um mm. A bit odd with the contract situation. Um, not enough games. I don't know if that's influenced his playing time, if that's in the back of Warbs' mind, if he's been told something. It all seems a little bit odd. Louis, 
what is your what are you thinking on the situation? I mean, I think it was inevitable that he was going to leave, especially what came out the other day, you know, like with him potentially going, um, because we, we all thought he was here on a two-year deal, but obviously that's not the case. And like you mentioned there about the appearances, he had to play a certain amount of games to, to get his contract renewed. And maybe obviously that's the reason why he's not um, been playing as much. And obviously, you know, I just find it, obviously it's sad because, you know, we, we all love him um, and it's ended in a, you know, not, not a great way really. Um because obviously he's not scored many goals this season. But I just think, you know, he's announced it himself this evening um, without the club actually, you know, confirming anything themselves without, well, not just Chaz, but, you know, the other out-of-contract players. I just find it a bit, you know, a bit, you know, just thinking what, what's actually going on, because surely you'd want to, you know, the club to announce it before himself. Um, and But I suppose he got a nice send-off um, last Friday night, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, what are you thinking, mate? Did you have you had a whole speech planned? Did you <laughs> a leaving speech? <laughs> oh, sorry, you, uh, about Charlie. Yeah. No, right now, look. Okay, I am a minor, lowercase Z list public kind of person, right? I've got a bit of a public profile, right? So don't think for a moment that my phone is full of the names of the rich and famous and all that kind of stuff because it isn't. But there is one name and number in my phone who I occasionally exchange messages with who goes by the name of Charlie Austin, right? <laughs> so what I'm doing now, quite literally, as we scroll through, is I am, might not work if you're, uh, you know, listening on catch-up or whatever, part of my old-term technology, right? I am now going to message Charlie from my from my phone, all right? Of course, I would never disclose the contents of, of any <laughs> private conversations I've had with Charlie, right? Never. But I'm going to message him now, okay? And I'm going and I'm writing. Bear with me because I'm an old bloke and text's not my frigging strong point, right? So I'm texting, dear Charlie, comma, space. You know, I'm a writer. I can be a bit picky about some punctuation. I'm, don't worry, I'm not part of the grammar Nazi. Dear Charlie, a huge thank you for everything. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves while I compile this message? Or else it's yeah, you do that. That was no heavy replies. That was no replies. So let's get to so Charlie Austin. Yeah. I find Austin's played 34 games this season in the league, 38 in total, seven goals, one assist. Um, I wonder what was in that contract how many games was in that contract if he's played 38 games this season for him to warrant not getting one, Duncan? It would have to be starts, wouldn't it? It'd have to be starting so many games, I would have thought. Yeah. Because I like most of those appearances would be from the bench, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, like think... he's, he's not been a regular starter at all. Dykes, it's either been Dykes and then 15 we've been going to work. 15 like starts. 15 I... starts, which is not a lot, I guess. It's half, it's half of that, isn't it? Like less than half. So, like... The thing is, with a player of like at his age, it's kind of like almost like a pay-to-play kind of thing. If, if he's not playing enough games, he's not going to be getting the contract extension. So, but for me, is that why Warbs hasn't been starting him recently? Mm. Is there something in it that like whether it's been done behind like with Charlie's like permission and like whether like they've agreed on it? Don't start him because I don't want to renew the contract. I, you just never know. I, but, I personally think. 
with the old this Charlie Austin malarkey. I think, look, I think he's, he's a legend. We all love him. We love what he's done at the club. You know, he's he's brilliant. He does so much behind the scenes for the, for the club also. You know, with his his wife doing that for Dotty and things like that. But I just think, look, he's probably thinking we didn't get playoffs this season. I've got he gets a lot of stick on Twitter as well, and I can see you know we all see it every now and then, and I could just, I just think he probably thinks do I want to start again with a new manager for Rangers, you know I I, I played I played Wolverton Wolverton's going now, you know is this really for me I am getting on. It's not a my... club decision. I'd say it was a club decision. Peter, what do you think? Would you have kept him for next season or? He's going to Swindon, I reckon. Yeah. That's what I reckon. Yeah. Have a year or two down there, play out his career, local, close to heart, home, club that he's got an affection for. At that level, he's gonna he's gonna get a start or gonna be a very important impact player for him. He's gonna batter defenses at that level whenever he's given a chance. He'll score quite a few goals and bow out gracefully and be a legend at yet another club. Yeah. Yeah. I think. For me, what was quite interesting was in that um, West London Sport um, article, it said in there at one point that Warbs wanted to sign Steph in the summer and it was Tony who wanted Austin. Mm. Is that, do you think that could have been something that's played on like the minds of Austin, Warbs themselves, like the board? Like, if, if the board wanted him in, but the manager might not necessarily want him in, is that what's contributed to everything with how Charlie's felt himself? Because you, you can tell this season he's been frustrated at times. That, with, with, probably, with what it looks like yeah. game game time. I mean, that probably goes for a few players, doesn't it? Who's uh, making the ultimate decision here? If you know Tony Fernandez wanted him, you know, is who's actually making the final decision on signing these players? You know, if Warburton wasn't totally keen on maybe bringing Austin back, then uh, surely it's got to go through the manager. But then I suppose that comes onto the the relationship that Warburton's had with with Les Ferdinand, doesn't it? I imagine he's on quite he's on a fair bit as well. So getting him off the wage bill would probably help, I imagine. And and, and I think that you can see, I think we can all see he's, he's not as quick as he was. He's good for a goal, absolutely no doubt about it. But it's just whether he wants that in his career. Does he want, he want, I'm assuming he'll probably want to be playing more. We may have been a, yeah. can we offer him a new contract, maybe mm. a bit part play, probably doesn't want that. Um so and with a new manager coming in, I think that it kind of it sort of all rings Barbe. Ball all going as well. Wallace probably all moving on. I don't know. It feels a bit like there's a change in the waters, you know, um, happening. I don't know if we've all read the article that's been come out in the last couple of weeks. Almost, we all knew something was going on, didn't we? Behind the scenes, something felt like it was going on. Um, we, we were riding a, a, a massive wave in 2021, which was, it, it seems now like it was always going to come down. The, but it got so big that I guess that, that now it's come down, we just absolutely fell apart, didn't we? Um, feels like a board versus... Charlie's match. messaged me back. He has. <laughs> Charlie has messaged me back. That was back, quick. All right? That was quick. <laughs> okay. Right. Go to Swindon. So here's my message that I sent to Charlie. Dear Charlie, a huge thank you for everything you've done for our great club. You will forever have a place in my heart. All the very best for you and your family in the future. And, and I've sent him a kiss, of course. Right? <laughs> He's just texted back, Blexley, you're a wanker. No, 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 he didn't. He said, thank you, Peter. Our paths will cross, I'm sure. Take care, mate. There you go, there you go Charlie. There you go. Love him. Love Charlie Austin. Peter, what's your views on um, on this board versus 
Warbs. <laughs> that rhymed. Um... <laughs> look, 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 guys, right? I'm a bit too old to go furring up my arteries, worrying about things that are completely out of my control, right? I have no control over what the board do. I don't sit on it. I, we, I don't know whether we have a fan representative on it or whatever. And basically, whatever they choose to do, I cannot influence in any way, shape or form, unless, of course, we rewind back to the 80s and we talk about the proposed FPR nonsense, right, which spurned a kick up the arse, brave people going on the pitch, protests outside the ground, and we stopped it. If anything came to that, of course, I'd be as militant as I was again. But, you know... We can't affect it, fellas. Now, I know this sounds like a really boring old bloke thing to say, and I'm not shutting down a conversation. And, of course, I've got loads of... I'm fortunate enough to have loads of Rangers fans that follow me, and I see my timeline is full of Rangers stuff because it's what I want to read and it's what I want to hear about. But anything I say isn't going to alter anything. I still adore Les, right? You know, just a legendary player. Um, I've got... a picture downstairs uh, uh, signed by Les I had the great pleasure of meeting him a few times through a mutual contact back in the day when he was in his pomp and it, it saddens me to see people dishing out vitriol against Les Every, you know people have got the right of course you know freedom of speech and all that I get it but Les must have QPR's best interests at heart and I don't think he would ever do anything or make any decision that he didn't think was going to be to the best for us. Now, we might get things wrong. We all get things wrong. But I don't like seeing him getting dissed left, right and centre. Do you think that getting rid of Warburton or not offering him a new contract as such is the right thing to do, in your opinion? Well, how far have we progressed in three years under Warburton? A bit. OK, some might say a lot. Yeah, we've got a far better squad and we've got far more entertaining players We've got some wonderful players and we've got some assets that have got value attached to them. So all in all, I think Mark Warburton did a pretty decent job. But if we just rewind 18 months, talking of the wonderful Charlie, signing Charlie and Sam Field stopped Mark Warburton from getting a sack 18 months ago when we were nosediving towards League One and we were absolute toilet. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, Louis, what from um, obviously, you've, obviously, you've probably read the article. Um, it felt like there was a lot to do with the youngsters and the way mm. that Warburton was approaching games and, and not including them. And and and, and I guess the cracks were, were there already, like Peter said, 18 months ago. And this 2021 that we went on the run, it sort of kind of it sort of lingered in the background. And then once we started losing, it just reared its head. Mm. What's your, what, what was your take on it? Um, I mean, you mentioned obviously the youth there and it, it yeah. sounds like Les Ferdinand wanted more youngsters involved. And to be fair, I mean, I mean, you know, my opinion, boys, I, I wanted Warburton gone, but I think after reading that article, I think he's been thrown under the bus a bit. And I do feel a bit sorry for him because he's a good man. And like, you know, and, and I think he, he stood up for himself by sort of, not playing these youngsters because he knew that they're well they're it's I think it's facts really that a lot of them a majority of them are not good enough if you want to push for promotion and he stood up for himself and decided to not play the likes of you know um I mean who, who was it like the likes of Connor Masterson who's out on loan 
Well, um, yeah. I mean, you've got Moss who got relegated with Kelvin who got relegated. Well, this is it. They're Kimmich. not they're not good enough yet. Really? And, you know, I mean, what? there's no youngsters in there. If right. we're going to rely on youth, I mean, God help us. <laughs> Honestly, I was, that... was going to say, yeah, there's no there's no youth coming up in at the moment that would be championship worthy. No. I, I think that's a bit harsh because you've got Sinclair Armstrong who in that article also says that, you know, they wasn't fond of him starting or playing. He's not ready though, is he? You can't. No, start. I know he's not ready. He's Seventeen, eighteen. He needs the, the, the but, development. I, mean, I was, you know, at the start of it, I was a bit wolves. We need a new start. But more and more, I think about it. The more and more I chop at it, I think the next decision has to be right. Otherwise, yeah. we may as well just stand on a backwards escalator and mm. keep going backwards. I mean, if we're not going to get anyone in, which is offering what wolves does, that is what he's offering then we, we've made the wrong decision. I, I, I personally think if we the new manager coming in is a, it needs to come from like a different mould, you know, like a young, passionate, disciplined manager. Um, but I think the managers out there that we want, I just don't think we can afford or do you think the board will put the money there to, to get this right manager that we all want? Well, let me uh, just say the top 10. How, oh, go on, Pierre. Sorry. How about a wise experienced manager like we've had had them though haven't we in the past yeah 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 neil warnock yeah yeah you're right yeah we've had them neil warnock yeah 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 and look what he did in that miraculous season which came from nowhere and nobody guessed that was going to happen yeah we've also had holloway mclaren um mark hughes mark hughes you know, I don't know. It just it seems like we do go for that kind of mould. I'm not saying that it's not the right way to go because, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I like you say, Brad, I feel like we need to get, this needs to be right, this next decision. I don't know. Let, let me just read to you the, the top 10. I know they're so the odds, but... You do know, you have looking, to read them? They're not the greatest names. No. <laughs> so we're looking at James Brownberry, the favourite, who's the, the um, Newport manager. John Eustace, who we know is probably going to Watford. Um, Liam Manning, the MK Dons. I mean, if they go up, I can't see that happening. Carl Robinson, Tim Sherwood, Chris Hewton, Gareth Ainsworth, Lee Johnson, Sean Dice, and David Wagner has come out of nowhere in the odds. See, for me in that in that list, personally, I it would have to be Manning up who I'd probably you know say take a take a punt at. I just don't think Ainsworth is, no. is what we're going to be looking for. You know, I know he's done wonders at Wickham. I just. If anything, I know it's not going to happen because there's other clubs out there now that look to manage. But if we can make Dice happen, Sean Dice, then I'll, you know, I'd be happy myself personally. I don't know what your views are and what manager you want to see in. It's not going to happen, Doug. What's your view, mate? Um, I'm kind of I disagree with the, um, the Sean Dice bit. I just feel like as much as he's obviously been a Premier League manager, like have you ever watched Burnley play football? Like, I, mean, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to go and sit and watch that. Lads. <laughs> Like, but would you, you know rather I mean? play? Would you rather play not the best football and succeed, or play? But the thing is, like with Dice, there's no guarantee he's going to succeed, is there? Yeah, that's is the it problem. A bit of myth that we played some, need... a good football under Warburton. Is it a bit of a myth? Well, we, we played football, didn't we? It oh, wasn't yeah. a lot of hoofball, was it? We tried to get the ball down. We tried to play up from the back. We tried to play football, and when it clicked, we were good. But more times out of less, he, he failed to have a plan B when it wasn't working. Like for me, I'd like a young, hungry manager who wants to make a career for himself and use us almost as a platform, either for success or to like. If he's doing well, then when was the last time a club, a bigger club, came in and took our manager because he was doing so well? 
Doesn't doesn't happen, does it? I want a manager to come to us who's going to be passionate, like Brad said. We need some passion there, and someone who's going to literally want to build and have start a journey with us and progress with us, but and take us to that next level. There's an argument with that as well, though. That I don't think we're in. Well, we're gonna one way or another. We've got to take the risk, but we're not in that position to take this gamble because if it goes peak tong, then fans are gonna go mad because Wolverton should never have got sacked then. They're at the board have put themselves, they've put themselves right in the corner, haven't they, really, now? It feels like not, not much communication out, real kept real quiet, which is absolutely their prerogative. They don't need to do any of this. Their club as well, the owners, it relates to the money that they put in. But ultimately, we could we could do with a bit of communication with what's going on, what the plan is, and just I, I don't know what especially with contracts. That's quite frustrated me quite a lot about the way we deal with player contracts. I don't know what anyone else's views on that. Peter, have you might have you seen who's out of contract and Barbe and there's going to be quite a bit of churn this summer I would imagine and it's a very short summer Um, Mm. I really don't envy whosoever is going to come in as manager Um, they're going to have a very short holiday so they don't need to buy too much suntan lotion (laughs) because they won't be on the beach for very long Um, um, and if, if we talk about young managers well a young manager, I think, would sit in front of a board and say, give me time. But in this modern game of football now, managers are simply not given time. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that the board at Rangers, I think, like at so many other clubs, want instant success. They want that kind of miracle season that Neil Warnock gave us. But of course, those are very rare things. So if a young, ambitious manager who was, say, in his 30s, was sitting in front of the board and said to them, I have a four-year plan to get this club into the Premier League, what do you think the board are going to say? Mm, agree with you, yeah. Probably well, going to say no. There's got to be some realist, like realism, hasn't there? Like, we're, like our squad's nowhere near good enough to be top two, and this year, like next year, or even in like a year's time, two years' time, we're going to have to recruit better. And we're going to, we're losing, like we said, a lot of players. We're going to have to rebuild the squad again. So I think the board have to almost adjust their views and like what they want from it, because so we won't have instant success unless they're going to throw an absolute shit ton of money at it. Which it's I don't a think big is job happen. for someone, isn't it? To come in and rebuild a young manager to come in and rebuild this squad. If you think about all the loans going out, all the players going out, you know, Austin leaving, I'd imagine there's going to be a couple of others leaving that aren't out, that are still in contracts. Um, that's a big chunk of the squad, isn't it? That's that someone's going to have to come in and rebuild. And you kind of feel that that needs to be someone experienced. But do you know what I mean? Like it's that Liam Manning, for example, he came into MK Dons and the squad was pretty ready made for him, wasn't it? I was reading. That low at what he's gone to Swansea. He had already built this squad, and he went in and developed them on the pitch, you know. And off, but to come in and have to buy players and or, or, or do are we looking that, that they won't have to buy them and it will sit with Les? Well, I think this, you know, it sounds like Les wants control again, doesn't it? Really, I think from what Warburton was doing, not playing the youth, and I do think now it, it does seem to me that that's what we want to you know the road we want to go down in terms of a young manager who's you know who's had no championship experience I mean it's a, it's a big risk I mean you know we, we were thinking you know Warburton's going and then maybe they've got someone lined up but it's clearly 
<laughs> evident that they haven't got anyone lined up and it's a massive risk if we um if we get like you know you mentioned there that Liam Manning or the or the Newport manager I find absolutely baffling to me I think if that happens I mean you got to ask questions really because it's just it's a massive risk and it'll, it'll be so underwhelming won't it if we get a name like that I mean I've, you know, I've seen Sherwood floating about as well but oh. I don't think he's a, either. I mean like I said I want a young man, manager passionate but if we was to go back to the old mould I'd go for Dice but we're not going to get him so that's my view Speaking of, of Warburton then obviously we know that you know, he didn't do everything wrong, did he? Um, there's a good manager in there and he'll have a queue of jobs lining up, I'm sure, already. It sounds like he's got some stuff lining up. Peter, where did it go wrong, do you think? What what went wrong and, and it, why didn't it, why couldn't he get it back, I guess? Well, being somebody who would like to focus on the on the, on the positives, if mm. we, if, if I may, just for a moment before I, I tackle your question and don't, I'm not a politician, I'm not ducking it, believe you me. Um, Let's let's look at the assets. Let's look at the players. We have seen some wonderful players playing this year. Of course, head and shoulders, of course, is, is Chris Willock. Um, you know, just an astonishing buy and now a very valuable asset who I was very doubtful of when we signed him. Can I just tell you my Middlesbrough away story this year? Go on. Right. So me, I've met my mate up there. I was working up that way. Got, got a lift to the ground, met my mate, had a couple of beers, and in front of us is Chris Willock's parents, literally in the row in front of us, right? Now, we've had a couple of beers before the game and this, that, and the other. Of course, we went one down very early and we're thinking, oh, here we go, and Warnock's managing them and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, my mate, who is far braver than I, turned around to Chris Willock's dad and said, when we signed him, we, you know, we didn't think he was anything special. You know, we were we were very doubtful. We didn't think he could do it. And Chris Willock's dad, I thought, very courageously, talking to a couple of half-pissed old blokes, turned around and said he realised very early on that he wasn't strong enough. He said, and he went away and has worked and worked and worked on his strength. And now he's reaping the benefits. And that, of course, I have no reason to doubt Chris Willock's dad whatsoever. And it would make a lot of sense. And actually, Willock was breathtaking that night. And there's a ball that he passed from about 22, 23 yards out, which was, for me, the highlight of, of, of the season in terms of football skill that I've seen. Notice I'm an old bloke. I use the word skill, not technique. <laughs> shove, your te shove your technique where the sun don't shine. It's skill as far as I'm concerned. And he created, he passed this ball, which only a few people on the planet have the talent to be able to do that. And it led to our second or third goal. Anyway, um, yeah. So on that note, we've got some assets that have some worth to them that we've bought reasonably cheaply and are now worth much more than what we paid for them. Um, do you think we'll sell any of them? Do you think that any of them will go? Is, is one needed to go out, do you think? Well, I'm old enough to remember back in the Richard Thompson days and all that sort of stuff where we used to sell a player at the end of every season to balance the books. Yeah. And that's what we did. And we kind of begrudgingly accepted it as Rangers. And me and my mate joked that the stands by the South Africa road stand towards the, the loft, we've always called them the Weggerly Steps, the Weggerly Stairs, you know, because we think, you know, we sold Weggerly to 
pay for them. Um, but but um, where, where did it go wrong? Um, I think we were pretty one-dimensional. The only time that I saw us really change from our somewhat predictable style to suddenly going longer was against Uddersfield at home. And I think Uddersfield were more surprised than I was. Mm. And we beat them. It was astonishing. For, for the last 20, we suddenly had a different plan. And the team went for it. And it was very effective. And we won. Um, I think, yes, we were a bit predictable. I think it's all well and good playing across the back and keeping the ball and keeping possession. I want to see our team keep the ball. Of course I do. But there's no point keeping the ball for keeping the ball's sake. You have to be able to do something with it to give the opposition something to think about. Um, and I fear that, that, that we didn't. I think injuries, you know, may have had an impact, but that's for every club, the length and breadth of the land. I think where it went particularly wrong was signing Hendrick and Sanderson, Sanderson um, in the window when perhaps we needed different types of players. For well, me, they were both very disappointing signings. But he, I did, going back to that, though, you know, Sanderson and Hendrick, he, Wolburn did want Patterson and Cook, if you remember. And obviously, we, we didn't get either of them, so we went down the road of Hendrick and Sanderson. But I, Hendrick hasn't worked and Sanderson hasn't worked, so that's put a, a lot of pressure as well. But it, is that is that Wolves say? Or, or does that come from higher up to bring these players in last well, minute of the season? The Cook thing was because Forrest offered him a hell of a lot more money yeah, than we oh, did. Yeah, yeah. Longer like, that's too. like that's just one of those things we couldn't off we couldn't match the wages, which is fair enough when what's how old is Cook now? 32, 30, something like that. Yeah. So we're looking for a last payday. But I don't know, mate. Like I feel like you're going with like the Hendrick thing, it's but whose decision was it? I, in that article, it was almost like Warbs wanted experienced players, but it also said it also said in that article that we weren't never looking at a player like Hendrick for the whole window, and then suddenly on deadline day, he he becomes available and like you say, experience. I mean, we wanted Patterson, didn't we? But but uh, we I think we thought we were going to get him, but I think Swansea upped the ante, didn't they? Up the price towards the end, and we could we didn't want to pay it, and it seems like it. I don't know how much it was. Well, it was rumoured about 750 grand. People were saying, oh, why don't we pay it? Which, if it's true, then, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's not, you know, surely we can fork that much out for a player who might have, well, would have definitely added to our squad because Willock got injured, so he would have come in and replaced him. But, I mean, you know, Les Ferdinand also came out and did that interview with West London Sports saying that Warburton didn't want another striker. So you've got, you know, the manager not wanting... Uh, a striker who again could have added to us, couldn't he? Because the, the strikers this season have been poor. I think there uh, were clearly some games, weren't there? There were a couple of games that really stand out in the you know, the Peterborough great game stands out as a massive turning point. Um, when we lost that, I don't know what happened really in that second half. I'd love to know, you know, which one you've got three. <laughs> <a chance. laughs> that is true, that is exactly true. But that third one. That third one seemed to really um, impact the team, didn't it? Um, the Barnsley one, that that was the tide. That was where it started. I don't know, you know, we just seemed to fall apart after that. Um, we really did. So there was a few games that stand out. Um, you know, the Forest game as well. I don't know why. I've, we've got a couple of injuries, didn't we? Willock, yeah, we lost Willock, Marshall, yeah. 
Wallace winning goal for the, like, just stuff like that that really just seemed to just not be luck wasn't on his side at all either was it I think um, it was that Cardiff game at home before yeah, that, that was, was before well. the Peterborough game and for me that game just I thought after that I thought oh my god this is just going to go all wrong now um, so yeah that I mean you could list them couldn't you you know but Millwall way that was awful Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a few, weren't there? I mean, we just went on a torrid run, so yeah. I just mean, talking previous get Sheffield United. Oof. Yeah. Know, did you all watch it? Was you there? I was there. Yeah. I just went. That was the worst second half I think I've seen in a long time. I, I think we just we didn't come out, and it's a bit of a shame, really, because it was Wolves. You know, Wolves' last home game, and it just didn't work. It just didn't go. We had two shots on target, one corner the whole game. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, what's that noise I hear? Oh, yes, it's everybody clicking the frigging off button, right? Because <laughs> you're all so gloomy and downbeat <laughs> and depressed. We're not Derby, right? <laughs> we start next season in the same division. We've yeah. got some wonderfully gifted footballers to watch. You know, and, and we've got a lot to be grateful for. We're, let's talk, let's talk about those mighty Queens Park Rangers. Let's talk about some of those players then. So we've got we've got obviously Willett, we've mentioned what a talent. We've got Ilias Chair still there next season. I mean, he's you know, he's been a phenomenal again this season. Um, you know, we've got Seni Dieng, who arguably is the best goalkeeper in the league, I think, when he's fit and, and, and playing. Um, you know, we've got Rob Dickey there, um, who I think there's gonna be some interest in him in the summer. Um Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn. Oh, he, what a bowler. He's excellent, isn't he? I mean, what, Doug, what, next season, what, what in relation to the players we've got, what, who, who do we... What's it going to look like in relation to who do we who do we build this team around? Well, you've just mentioned everybody that we're going to build the team around. Like, obviously, you, mentioned, you forgot to mention, obviously, Sam Field. I think, for me, I thought he was one of our bright sparks from January onwards. I feel like when he got back into the team, like he put a shift in nearly every game. He was consistent, maybe not like amazing, outstanding. It was like a solid seven out of ten every game, which is what you need from your central midfielder. So I think we've got that spine, but for me, what we really lack is a, like a proper out and out goal scorer. Yeah, like we've got a decent, like we've got a decent goalie when he's fit. We've got two centre backs that are decent at this level. You've got someone like Field, Willock, Chair. As in midfield, that's a, they're good players at this again at this level, but we've got no one that's going to hit 15, 20 goals. Yeah, but that's what we that's what we need to get. That's what we yeah. need to go out and get. We need to well, get this striker that you know. Well, like, like Austin's can... left. Like obviously today, Austin's announced he's leaving. Gray's going back. His loan deal is mm. done. So we we've got he, next season up top. He, Dykes even Dykes could he could be sold as well, can he? Someone could come in for him. Could do. But yeah. Problem is, and I wouldn't mind that because he's been awful. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is to get a goal a goal scorer, we're going to have to fork out some cash. Mm. And do we have that in the summer to spend? That's yeah. like if we if we got a striker that's going to score 15, 20 goals, we'd be in the playoffs this season. Yeah. That's the difference. We haven't got somebody who's going to carry our team when they need to be carried, apart from say someone like Chrissy Willock. Sam Field is the best defensive midfielder we've had since Sean Derry. I think he's yeah, wonderful. I agree. Yeah. He's He's been brilliant. He's uh, one of the first names on the sheet, isn't he, at the moment, which is Top great. Player. It's With a shame. As well. Oh, Luke Amos. How can we forget Amos. him? Yeah. He's been brilliant. 
And then, I mean, that's another point. We mentioned uh, Jeff Hendrick, who obviously came in, and Amos was not playing for, for him, was he, for a few games? I mean, why on earth? Did, I mean, uh, was there something in a contract for Hendrick? Did he have to play a few games? You know, oh, I read that. I think he was carrying a slight knock, Amos, when he was on the bench. That's what I read. I don't know how much but what a player he is. Yeah. You know, I agree. Next season, if we do get this 15, 15 goal striker, and we do keep the likes of Diang, which I think we will. Um, I'm, I'm still on the fence with Willock and Chair. I, I don't know whether one of them might attract a lot of interest. Um, but yeah, we definitely need a striker and another number 10. Because I think our defence is not, you know, it needs, Barbate is going to be a big miss. But I think we probably need to bring one defender in. A couple of fullbacks. We, we need to address the fullback situation. We've needed to do that for like the last two years, I think. Um, Look at the fullbacks who are potentially going. Moses out of contract. We won't have a fullback, will we? Because Wallace is off. Um, Hammerline and well, he's just dreadful. But <laughs> um, Kakai is not good enough. And Albert, who has been playing there this season, he might not be here. So we need arguably two on each side. And McCallum. McCallum is yeah, another load, of course. Yeah. yeah. So good player. Yeah. Really good player. I'd like him though. back. I'd like Norwich. him back. McCallum though. Well, no, it's not with Norwich being back down. Yeah. He's a good player. He, he, it's such a shame he's been injured for as long as he was because he could have made a massive difference if he was fully fit all season. I mean, it put too much strain on Wallace and he just couldn't deal with it. I don't think he had to play every Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it, you could tell it was taken out of him. And he is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. But a key factor in that, though, we've lost Austin now and we probably will lose Wallace, is a lack of experience in the team for next season. You know, it'd be all youth. I know we want the youth, but we do need that experience in there also. We've still got Johansson, but we st I'm still, you know, Johansson, when he finds form, he's, he's unbelievable. But I, I just want, we just need him to find that form because we know how good he actually is. Can I say one thing that I think the team has definitely been missing? And I'm building on your use of the word experience. I think we've really missed or we really need a captain. Mm, if you yeah. look around, so many times when we conceded, and so, of course, your eye gets drawn towards the centre circle again. And have a look around, and I did it once. I think it was one of the Peterborough games or one of the games when we are on a bit of a nosedive. And you look around, and I counted six players with their hands on their hips, right? Now, for me, that's a bit of body language that I cannot tolerate. And they were all standing around going, woe is me, right? Whereas I actually wanted to see a skipper who's going, you know, we're only one down here. We're only two down here. We can turn this around. And we didn't have that. We, we, we don't, you know, and I'm not arcing back to an old time where you've got a skipper that's going to, you know, do a crunching tackle in the first 30 seconds and send somebody cartwheeling, but somebody that's got experience and does not want to lose games of football um, and will not allow people to shirk, put their hands on their hips and feel sorry for themselves. And do you know, we had that last season and he wasn't the greatest and he was slow, but Jeff Cameron was a great captain yeah. Um, yeah. last season. He wasn't, you know, he'd gone, his legs had gone, but... He was always barking at people, mm. always having a go at people, always telling you could always see it. And here I could hear it in the ground. But obviously, 
we've got Stefan, and I think it's a different type of captain. But for him to be efficient as captain, he needs to play well, and he needs to, he needs to be the everyone needs to follow him. At the start of the season, he was excellent, wasn't he? And he was playing brilliant, and he was flying in with tackles and actually winning them. And that's how you lead, isn't it? Sometimes you know you're Gerard type. But he, when I look at him, he doesn't. He looks lost at times, doesn't he? And he looks like he can't even get himself going. Never mind trying to get youngsters and other players going after, you know, conceding. So, not too sure what's happened to Stephanie. He, he just doesn't look fit. He just doesn't right. look fit, does he? Compared to last season, such a good player in there as well, isn't there? Mm. Like, still, but I want a captain of Queens Park Rangers that, at the end of ninety minutes, if you've not played well you are going to be afraid of going into the same changing room as that captain. That's what I want. Now, I know that up and at them isn't going to get you everywhere in the modern game, of course, but there is still very much a place for it. You know what I think would maybe, possibly not now, he's not might not be ready for it, but, you know, in, in the future to come, done. Because if you, if you notice done each game, each week, when we're losing... It's one game, he was in tears, and you know, and how passionate that that boy, that bloke is at QBR, and how much he's come on. If we can mould him into a skipper, done would be fantastic. Mm. He's got that Alan McDonald, hasn't he? The Irish in him, like, he's yeah. got that, um, you know, like, you know, he's got that attitude, doesn't he? Yeah, and if he's at the club for another 16 seasons, he'll get close to matching Matthew. That's all he's <laughs> <doing. laughs> not on the pitch. I want- I wanted to touch on some great some great games, actually, this season. We have had some, and I've been to quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this earlier on the way on, on the way back home. What was the like some, some really good games? I, I thought of um, I thought of Reading. Uh, <laughs> that instantly came to mind. Not a good game because we only drew, but um, just the whole day and the game. Has anyone got one in mind that they want to share? Or? Um, I think Coventry. Coventry was a cracking day out. I mean, obviously... But mind you, many times we've won this season. We actually haven't played that well, have we? <laughs> no. um, but I think Coventry, uh, that was a cracking day out. And obviously, you know, the way we won it, uh, Adoma, 88th minute. It wasn't the 88th minute though, was it? I always forget that. It was like, there was like 20 minutes. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Heard, someone said to me at the end, that was the 88th minute. Like, <laughs> I was like, was it? We played another 25 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, we... we... We nicked it at Coventry. We nicked yeah. it at Derby. We nicked yeah. it at Cardiff. Luton. Luton. You know, Luton, yeah. You know, we flattered to deceive mm. a lot of the time. Luton was a good away day. Yeah, that was you great. You get swept along by it, don't you? You, you know, you're climbing yeah. the league. But really, you know, in the cold light of that day, we got battered at Coventry. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got battered at Derby. And, and so on and so forth. We didn't deserve to live with Luton, did we? Mm. No. But you need right. them games, though, don't you? Where you don't deserve it and you, and you, and you win. There wasn't enough Reading yeah. home games, was there? There wasn't enough of them. That, you know, that was a great game. But there's not, there's just, there wasn't enough of those big, you know, performances where we completely outclass someone for 90 minutes. I, I can't think of many. Oh, for me, for me, that game, I mean, Reading were toilet. They, oh, yeah. they were absolutely <laughs> abysmal. And maybe we made them look that abysmal. But for me... Because I've always wondered what kind of striker Lyndon Dykes is. Uh, for me, he should be a flick-on back stick merchant. You know, big lump. Um, but the way we'd played him for so long, I, I couldn't kind of figure out where we were playing him, what his role was and what kind of striker he was. 
And in that game, I thought, that's how we should play him. You know, flick on, back stick, get in front of a centre-half. The way he got in front of that centre-half, was it his second goal? You know, it was terrific. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see from him. But, of course, unfortunately, we've not seen as much of that as I would like. It's in him. It's in him. There's something in him, isn't there? There is something. I can see it, but he, he, he just flatters to deceive. So I always find something... He's like a feather. He falls over sometimes. He's a big lad, isn't he? Um, so people say that. people say like, oh, the service hasn't been great. But then his actual, if you watch him, his like his touch is not good. Like he doesn't help himself sometimes. You know, it's not just all about the service he gets. Um, yeah, I mean, so touching on that though, it was interesting when we had him on, and he was saying that the, like problem he has with like someone like Ilias is he does too many tricks. Like <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't just whip a ball in, and I think that is actually part of our problem. I feel like when we get to the edge of the box. We panic and we don't know quite what we're going to do rather than just whipping a ball in. It's just recycle, isn't it? Recycle yeah. the ball. No, recycle. Our, biggest pro- our biggest problem is this season for me, shooting. Where, how often do we shoot? Oh, so many times. Just <laughs> hit the ball. Hit it. Either it's going to go in or it's going to go wide and get corner or the goal is going to save it. Just hit the ball, isn't it? For me, I've, there's been a lot of times where I think, just hit the ball, hit it. But I, mean, I, I don't know why we haven't played Andre Gray as much. That's oh. another one that's stuck in me. I don't get it. There's so many games I think we'll just put him on, but he doesn't. Um, I don't know whether there's something in this contract. I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking it because of the Eston <laughs> thing. <I think. laughs> um, it's but, true, though. I mean, he was scoring goals. And then I think he went to play for Jamaica. And then obviously they come back late, didn't they? So he didn't play for the next um, next game. And then suddenly Dykes comes back in and starts every week. I don't. I don't get it. Gray was, you know, he's our top goal scorer and he was scoring goals. So why is he just, he was playing and then suddenly don't see him. It doesn't even come on. I don't think he was particularly fit when he went off to Jamaica and then he did two 90 minutes in the space of three or four days. And I think he probably paid the price for that Mm. when he came back. Haven't we got, we've got Bomb back now, haven't we? We have. We have, we've got Bomb back. Is there going to be a place for him next season? New manager? I mean, there could be, but we need a main man striker, don't we? We need to bring someone in. I don't know where you find these players. They're impossible to find, aren't they? I mean, really. But we've got to try and, you know, find someone somewhere in, in this world that can score. Everybody wants a striker. I know. Exactly. That's why they cost so much. <laughs> yeah. It's why they demand the big bucks in their contracts. Everybody wants a striker. Did we pay four million for these two strikers, Dykes and Bond? That, that's a bit scary, isn't it? Blimey. I think event, eventually it'd be four million, wouldn't it? There's a few add-ons know. that probably won't get met. But saying that, who's to say that Dykes doesn't? Because there's a player in him, you know. In, he got twelve goals in fifteen, didn't he? Yeah, there's in the last who's season. They went next season. Dykes, you know, comes out and he and he's if he doesn't go, that is, and he's he's unbelievable. You know, there's a player there. He gets the right service. You know, Dykes. I want him. Flick ons, back stick, get in front of centre halves. Just do that. Don't fiddle about with anything else. Just do those three things. That's all I ask from him. And I think he would. I think, but he, he sometimes gets dragged into doing work which I think he's not best equipped for. I do think, unfortunately, he has a little bit of a, a, a lack of composure in front of goal, mm. and composure can't be taught. I think composure is a natural thing. But that said, he must have all the physical attributes. Let's face it, none of us would want a right-hander off. It would be. Why? <laughs> right. Right? So flick it on, get out of the back stick. 
irritate centre-halves and from time to time, when a cross is whipped in, get in front of them. And that's one thing we haven't done a lot of this season, putting crosses in the box. You know, Austin against Sheffield United put a ball in, you know, he'll still score goals. And we haven't done that enough. And maybe if we, and that comes back to the game plan, didn't it? Plan B, that we have not done it enough. And I think Dykes probably maybe would have got more goals. Austin definitely. So it's just been, you know, like you say, recycling the ball. And it, I think Warburton's been stubborn and that led to, you know, to his sacking as well. Do we so just quickly? These players, there's some players leaving contracts up. Is do we think they're all leaving? Is there some that can stay? So what have we got? We've got Don Ball. I think he'll be leaving, won't he? I think he's gone, then he. Mm. He's a Warps man. Um, he's a good servant to the club, though, wasn't he, Don Ball? I love him. Yeah, brilliant. Albert Adoma. Mm. I don't know. Do you think, do, do, do you think he's going to go? Yeah. My heart says keep him, but my head. <laughs> He, 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 was, he could probably be one of the players that could look at himself and I don't understand what happened to him again at the end. He couldn't control a bag of cement. He was so good for about three months. He was mm. just balls in, up and down, taking on every player, um, seemed to sort of embrace the, the, the role. But I don't know what happened towards the last two or three months. He, he could, he, I, I think yeah. another one is, is Marshall as well, isn't it? But I'd like to keep Marshall, but I just don't think we will keep him. We've got so many keepers, we're going to have to keep yeah. one of them, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? Westwood is out of contract. Um, well, we've, I think Archer. we've still got Archer, we've still got um, Joe Walsh, haven't we? So, and now we've obviously got Murphy <coughs> Mahoney. He's obviously done and come in and done all right for us. Mm. So, I, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't keep Westwood or Marshall. I think the wages could be better off spent somewhere else. I think they'll be gone because they're out of contract. Jordan Archer's out of contracts. They'll, they'll. I think them three will be gone. And then you've got Dieng, hopefully stays. Um, Joe Walsh, and then maybe Murphy Mahoney. That's your three, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What a great game he had as well against Sheffield United. He was excellent, wasn't he? Embraced, embraced it. He could have just yeah. been a deer in headlights, but he had a lot to do. But you know, I thought he was excellent. It's definitely a keeper in him, isn't it? It was good to see, wasn't it, a youngster like that play and how much it meant to him and after the game as well it was good to see but so obviously, obviously oh, sorry, I just want to touch on, on, on youngsters right he got thrown in because we had no other options yeah <laughs> and he's and he's actually would you have said would anyone have said in the club he was ready to start championship games this season no possibly not so this is the whole point of playing the youngsters you don't know what they're capable of unless you give them a chance he was good against Preston as well wasn't he yeah, yes. I mean, the games he started for us, he didn't actually do that badly. I mean, I know the team we didn't win the games, but he actually wasn't at any fault really for any of the goals. And it just goes back to that: why didn't we give any youngsters the chance, especially the Stoke away game where we only made six, like had six subs on the bench, just shove like an academy player on the bench. Mm. It's the like, pressure. Not, it's the pressure. You don't have to it? put them on, is it? You don't have to put them on. It's just it, giving them the experience. It's yeah. like what Peter said around the instant. I think there was a lot of pressure from the board towards. He's got to get us a player. You know, his job was on the line, wasn't it? If he didn't get us players, he was going. I think that was part of the, you know, I think he knew that. So I just didn't think he could risk it, maybe playing them. He, you know, I think he put six subs on the bench one game, didn't he, at Stoke? When he could have put some youngsters on. I don't know, you know, I don't know if there's more to that. Yeah, he was sending out a message when he did that. Yeah. 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 For, for sure. Um, and obviously we've got Johan Barbe. Oh. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's the strangest one. You know, there's rumours about him going back to France, but he's not come out and said anything, has he? So, you know, West London Sport actually said he was keen to stay. So, what do we, you know, who knows what to believe? But if he is keen to stay and we're not going to keep him on, I find that absolutely baffling. Joanne Barbe will never be one of my all-time favourite players, but there's an expression which is so, so apt for Joanne Barbe. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. yeah. When he's not in the side, you suddenly realise what a good player he is. Yeah. Brilliant. He's, he's like a uh, you know like an ex-girlfriend when he when when they're gone and you, you know if, if a bit of time goes and you want him back. That's what that's what he's like when he's not in the team. <laughs> that's what I thought. But I'm um, celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary this year, so kindly move things on. <laughs> <laughs> if an ex-girlfriend of mine comes out of the woodwork, I'm in a lot of trouble. You've got a few of them then, have you? <laughs> no comment, Your Honour. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So we think he's moving on then, mm. do we? I think... Yeah. Isn't the, 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 the club have got like some sort of... Um, some sort of rule that they don't speak about contracts before until the end of the season. Um, I find that I get it, but I still don't. I still find it. You're going to lose a lot of players, and we already have, haven't we? Got Manny and Brian. I don't think. I think that got. Do you know what that got brushed under the carpet a little bit, hasn't it? With the run that we were on, and, and you know, it, I think we missed pace more than anything in the side. Mm. Um, but but I've, does, I've seen um, on on a lot on Twitter about how. Obviously, I don't know what your views are on it, but how Wolves, you know, when Wolves got, he was going and people were saying about Les Ferdinand, you know, doing his interview over a golf day. A lot of people disagree with that, but I didn't know what your views were on it. You know, was it the wrong or right thing to do? Because he pretty much told us he was going in that interview. So, done. Um, well, from what you're hearing on different, like, media outlets and stuff, there's obviously no lo- like love loss between them two, is there? Mm. For whatever reason, like they didn't get on. Oh, I think they had a like a as basic a relationship as a director of football and a manager can have. I feel like they didn't really work necessarily work together. So, like, like we said earlier about the Stoke substitution, was it like Warburton sending a message to the board? Like, how much is like the board have made a decision, haven't they? And they've stuck with Les as director of football, and they've decided that Warburton needs to go. So. I mean, it's just one of those. I just want it to be a bit of tra- transparency from the board. They've been silent. Come out and let let us know with a bit more information. Not these random interviews when on the mm. golf on the golf day, which is supposed to be a good thing for the club. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like left There's a sour taste. There's all these other issues. There's all these other issues, right? I've normally renewed my season ticket now. By now, I'm paid for it. You know, in fact, last year I think we renewed at some ridiculously early point. In uh, towards the end of the season, so what the price is going to be, we don't know. We got last game of the season on Saturday. You know what are going to be the price plans? When can people that want to pay in instalments? What can they do? We've heard nothing on it. The rail seating issue is is far from resolved. I've heard. I don't know whether it's true or not that the forty quid to be a member of the blue and white club thing is going to be ditched. Um, there's that we could do with some more clearer communication about things that affect us on a Saturday afternoon or whatever night of the week it is, or bloody Fridays, Mondays and Sundays, courtesy of Sky. You know what I mean? Yeah. These things are important to us as fans. 
as well as what we do on the pitch and who the manager is and all that kind of stuff. Those things actually affect us on our yeah. on our day to day love and support of the club. Whereabouts do you sit, Peter? Up aloft, LU. So behind the goal, up aloft, five rows from the back, row E. What's, Louis, your, view you on, what's your view on row seating, Peter? Well, of course, I was brought up on terraces. Yeah. You know, I used to stand in the loft on the terraces for, for many years until essentially, really, the Taylor report. Um, and then, of course, as years progressed, I, I sat down. If people want it, let them have it. it I, I still want to sit down. I'd actually like a bit of leg room, but, of course, I'm never going to get that at our beloved pokey little ground. Um, um, yeah, if, if people want it. If young younger people want that experience of standing the football and it can be done safely, let them have it. Louis, whereabouts do you sit? South Africa Road, G Block. You a South Africa Road, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I moved there. Well, we were in the paddock uh, for the last few years, but we moved back up to South Africa Road um, start of this season, actually. So I uh, can't beat it up there. Really, oh, the, it view, is. the view's the best view, isn't it? But I just find the atmosphere. I don't know. Back off, is it? <laughs> Hey, right, Louis, you're the poshest person I know because you're going to fall asleep. Yeah. I, bet you, <laughs> hey, I bet you got a padded seat. And all no, that, 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 that's further hey. towards the middle, isn't it? Hey, that, <laughs> and all of that, yeah. Don't forget, you Mr. Back here, do you? <laughs> hey, hello, Tony. You <laughs> the airline the other week, lovely. <laughs> hey. Behind the goal <laughs> is the only place to watch football. Yeah. On the halfway line is for poshies. Not on the halfway line. <laughs> corporates and freeloaders. <laughs> what if you're in the, the Ensley Road halfway line like we are? What, what yeah. does that make it? What? It means you're a wannabe South Africa road season ticket. Right? I get abuse I'm going to get when this goes out. <laughs> <laughs> It's called his humour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, so <laughs> <laughs> So we got, so we got oh, last game of the season, Swansea. Uh, I oh, am so excited, <laughs> right? Okay, and I mean this, right? I missed Fulham because I was working. I was out of the country, and I missed Sheffield United um, because sadly a family member was very poorly and. The wife and I had to go and visit that family member. But I've got a pass to go to Swansea, right? I've got a two-day pass. I've pushed the boat out. I've got two nights booked in a hotel. I'm going there in a carload of mates for a 48-hour bender. And we are going to have it wholesale in Swansea. Last game of the season, we didn't get relegated. We didn't get promoted. We've seen some wonderful football. We've got some great players and we're not Derby. Let's have it. Brad, <laughs> <laughs> right, bet what, what you wouldn't give for a two-day pass, mate. Uh, you're, you're, you're barely allowed an hour, are you? <laughs> I forgot what one of them is. <laughs> I've popped to Asda and I'm past 40 minutes and that's it. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> but also, we've got to have a touch on uh, the supporter of the year. I see that from the club. Uh, Dot me. What a brilliant touch that was. And uh, she's a brave girl. And, you know, I wish her all the best. And hope to see her there next season. And... Big up to Bianca Austin, mate. I mean, what, what Bianca did to 
raise the profile and the awareness and all of that. <laughs> Doug, what are you expecting <laughs> to see then, Swansea, mate? What, what would you like to see, player? I know we haven't got many players. Pints, four vodka Red Bulls, large, <laughs> three bottles of red wine, two curries, one pizza. Uh, you can keep the wine. <laughs> um, I just like, do you know what? I like to see us go out on a high. So this is finish the season with a good result, good performance and a good away day. That's what I want. I've had a couple of bad away days this year on <laughs> a good away day. Just quickly, George Thomas. I mean, we had, I like him, I think. I like him, but I just don't think he's good enough. But Not, I, I, uh, not for me. <laughs> he, he seems to, obviously, you know, he runs around a lot, puts a lot of effort in, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't look like he's going to score, do something Ever. significant. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and... Again, I don't think he's, you know, maybe in time, maybe in, in a year or two, he could be a half-decent championship player, but at the moment, no, not not for me. The way things are going, he's going to be inducted into the forever after. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Some I mean, of the talk about lowering the bar. I know. I, I agree. And some of the reaction to him is just, oh, some people think he's mm. like the next big thing. I don't even, I, I, they must be watching someone different to me. You know what it is? I think because he's done nothing for so long. When he does like one little thing, people m- m- must be thinking, oh, he's actually done something. Let's, you know, I actually rate him. But no, he's not, he's no. not good enough. And, uh, it won't. Well, I, I, I think he'll still be there next season, though. You, you see him going out? I don't think, I oh. think he. I think he's a good squad option, isn't he? He's a good squad player. Like, How can you have a player that plays up, you know, in that forward got, line got, and doesn't got... look like scoring? <laughs> doesn't look like he's going to assist. Doesn't. I know. He runs it's... around. You've got to remember Actually, as well, though. He hasn't had a, he, he hasn't had a numerous amount of of game time. You've, you know, he hasn't had a lot of game time. He has recently, but you know, who, who knows? I think I think there's. Well, he just can't finish. But there's definitely a runner and a player in there. Good to have on the bench. <laughs> A new contract on that basis. <laughs> right then, lads, we'll wrap it up. But what I want from each of you is 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 if we were to if we were to name a manager in the next two weeks, who do you think it will be? If you had to guess, can we give who we who we want it to be or who we who we think it will be? Um, don't mind, mate. <laughs> if both, if you want, if you know them quickly. Yeah, I mean, my number one choice, you know, would be Daniel Fark. Um, but I can't see a top manager wanting to work under Les Ferdinand. And realistically, with the names being put out there at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be, you know, someone in League One or League Two who's not got the experience, and I'll be concerned. I think we'll go. We'll, well, I think we'll go. We we'll end up going for someone like this, this Ralbury or Manning or Usich. I, I just can't see anyone else coming in but for me if, if I, like I said I wanted a young passionate and uh, I'll go for Manning but he hasn't had a championship it is a risky thing but what else on that list would you take but it could be out of the ordinary there could be someone that's not even on that list who just comes in and shocks Michael, us all Michael Carrick <laughs> I, I put two pound on him Louis I don't know why I just got ahead of myself I saw <laughs> Someone on Twitter with two followers go, I've got contacts that Michael Carrick's in conversations with Lewis Ferdinand and I put two pound on it. I don't know why. You're saving the rest of it for your heating and your lighting, mate. Sat yeah, in the dark. No. <laughs> dark, isn't it? Peter, what do you reckon, mate? Who, who, who do you think, what do you, if, if we are a quick appointment, 
who do you think it could be? You know, I, I simply don't know, to be no. perfectly honest with you. You know, and that's, that's an honest answer. I don't know. I kind of boringly rewind what I said about an hour ago. Whoever I want is largely irrelevant because the board will have their ideas and they will appoint whoever they want to appoint. All I do know is when they rock up for the first game of the season, next next season, which is, of course, very soon. Compared it's to July, isn't it? Yeah. For July. I'm going to be in my seat full of hope, optimism, love and loyalty for our club. And I will cheer them on as I've always done. And, and, and come on you ours. And if the Balti Pies have run out by half-time and I can't get one, I'll be a bit miserable and I'll go downstairs and get cheesy chips. <laughs> <laughs> ben, who do you think? Who do I think? Uh, I've, um, I think we'll go with someone experienced. Um, I think the board can't risk it, I don't think. I think if they get it wrong, um, the jury will be out very quickly. Um, so I, I'm not sure they'll risk it. Could be wrong, um, but I think it would be someone Hewton, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not Hewton. It's someone of that ilk, um, possibly. I'd like to go with someone like Rooney, but I don't think that's going to happen. You know, his stock's too high, isn't it? Doug, what do you think, mate? Um, I kind of agree with um, Louis. I'd like to see um, Varka come in. I feel like he's the one no, who's got Les. The... Yeah, Les. I'm, I'm on a podcast, a Rangers podcast, <laughs> the W12 podcast, and they're all asking about who the next manager's going to be. Oh, really? Oh, okay. No, I'll keep you under here. All right, Liz. I'll give you a better than a minute. Tell her, mate. Bye. Bye. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Uh, no, I, I was going to say, I, I reckon Far could be one of the better options out there. He's obviously without a club because of obviously what was going on with um, Russia and stuff. So he's not going to cost us anything, really. Um, but like you said, I, I could, I can see it going either way. I could see him getting some experience, but I could also see the club taking an absolute gamble mm. and not wanting to spend too much on a manager and going for somebody from League One or League Two. Yeah. So yeah. you just you just don't know, like like Peter says, like is the board will do what the board want to do. <laughs> um, all right, lads. Well, yeah. Cheers for coming on and um, up the hours. Let's hope cheers, boys. Result on Saturday. Good to see you all up yeah. the hours. Thank you very much. Cheers, boys. To believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.